Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 4th, and our scripture for today is the first chapter of the book of Proverbs. What is a proverb? Well, a proverb is a discourse. A proverb is a poetry. A proverb is sometimes even a taunt song. It is a saying. It is something that is unusual in its expression. There's a lot of ways that you can describe a proverb. But the proverbs that are the inspired words of God have great weight and meaning to them. And they warn us, they instruct us, they help us to be disciplined. All of the things that all of us desire in our lives. And God has laid down some things in the book of Proverbs that are words for us to abide by every day. Now, I want to encourage you to read a proverb every day. I've done this for years. I read five Psalms a day, unless I'm providentially hindered. I read one proverb a day. That way I get through the entire book of Psalms in one month. I read the Proverbs in one month. Why would I do that over and over again? Well, remember the Psalms is the hymn book of Israel, and I want to learn to worship and praise God. And this is what primes my pump. I do a lot of study. Many days, hours of study, if given the schedule, then I can do that and research. But every day I spend time in the Word of God. And the reason is I need God's instruction every day. I need God's heart every day. I need to hear from God every day. People talk about, well, I need to pray every day. Well, prayer is communication with God. And it is two-way That means that two people, two persons are involved. Now, I can tell you when I am talking to God and when you're talking to God, whether you realize it or not, the most important person in that conversation is God. So he needs to dominate the conversation. Why? Because he's God. He's supernatural. He is awesome, and I use that word not flippantly, not in a trivial way, because we have made the word awesome to describe things that are not having to do with God. That word is really and should be reserved for the person of God, the things that God does, something that's supernatural in the aspect of God. Awesome, truly awesome. We talk about clothes being awesome, a house being awesome, cars being awesome. Everything's awesome, 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 until it means nothing. Familiarity breeds contempt. That is so true, often is the case. But God is awesome. The Proverbs are awesome because these are instructions that help us to know the heart and wisdom of God. We need to know the heart of God, and the only way we can do that is through reading the Scriptures. Read the Psalms every day. Learn how to praise the mighty works of God and to worship Him properly. Learn to get into the book of God in Proverbs and do it every day, and God will give you His perspective on life. He will warn you. He will encourage you. He will rebuke you. He will bring you to repentance. 
All of these are involved in prayer as we seek the face of God. Proverbs is comprised primarily of the words of Solomon, who wrote over 3,000 Proverbs, according to 1 Kings chapter 4 and verse 32. And he didn't just write on spiritual things, because you see, God includes everything in his universe. And it doesn't just have to do with what happens to the Jewish people or what happens with the church of Jesus and followers of Jesus. No, God's interested in all of life, in the realm of nature, of science, of politics, of everything. Why? Because God is the one that brought it all into existence. God did. And God knows what he's doing and he makes no mistake. And so that's why we don't just need to try to be super spiritual people and cloister behind four walls and say, this is freedom of worship and we want to do that. No, that's what the woke crowd wants you to do is talk about freedom of worship. We need freedom of religion. Religio has to do with practice, praxis, that is outside the four walls. That's where the liberal, progressive, woke crowd and those who are against God do not want us to go is out outside those four walls, if they can contain us to inside the four walls so we don't get involved in science, we don't get involved in politics, we don't get involved in anything except those things that they would ration out to us saying that pertains to God. No, God is all-consuming, and he's interested in everything. Some of the greatest minds in all of the world have acknowledged God. Einstein said science is, in reality, In reality, finding out and discovering the thoughts of Almighty God. You see, this is very important. We have to get outside of our comfort zone and understand that God affects all of our life. We've got it segmented out to where we've got a religious life, a church life, a school life, a social life. No, no. Jesus wants to dominate our life, and he is God Almighty, and he can cross over all of the different genres of our lives and arenas of our lives and categories of our our lives, and he is what brings university to all of the diverse areas. Why? Because he is the theme and the joy of our lives. And so this is what the book of Proverbs does. And he sets out and says he is going to teach wisdom and instruction. That means he's going to give God's perspective on everything. He's going to give instruction. He's wanting young men and young women to perceive understanding and have discernment, Uh, instruction of wisdom, that is discipline, justice, judgment, and equity. Not equity as we, again, have it referred to today. Equity is not equality of outcomes. That's what this woke culture that we're living in is propagandizing now. No, no. It is equality of opportunity that we want to afford people. And in the great nation that we call America, this great experience in being a democracy, a republic, that's what we are, really is founded as a republic. There is freedom. What we need to do is help to guarantee that the ground is smooth for everyone, that we don't put rocks. By the way, that's the word there for equity is to make a path smooth. 
That's the Hebrew word. It's the idea of not putting obstacles out in front of people. The culture that we're living in is really trying to use identity politics to divide us and say that there is intersectionality of those who have been abused and misused and that we need an equality of outcome. That is never taught in the Bible. But we should understand that we are all created in the image of God. We are image bearers, if you will. We bear the very marks of God by our creation, our unique creation. We have a purpose in our lives, but what the enemy of our souls does is come in and try to rob us of that through the sciences, through evolution, by saying that we are all here by random chance, that we indeed are gods of our own making. We can choose what we want to identify as, whether we're male or female. This is insanity, and this is what sin does. It causes insanity because, you see, what it does is it sets up the creature and makes the creature the creator. This is insanity. This is unthinkable that now, no matter what God has assigned to us, we can reassign and become our own God and say, I don't like the way you made me. Isaiah talked about this. Jeremiah talked about this, where the pot says to the one who made it, I don't like the way that you made it. Well, I tell you, the Bible says that God can mar that, break that pot into pieces and start all over again. But you see, what I'm saying is the breaking of pieces in our case would be taking us from this world. Listen, God made everybody male or female. That's it. And you are that from birth and you can never change that DNA. That's what you are. And if you try to do anything other than that, you are placing yourself in the place of the creator. That is foolishness. That is to be a fool. That's to say there is no God. I am the one who controls everything. I'm the arbiter of what is right and wrong. And so when you read the Proverbs, you're going to find wisdom, instruction. You're going to perceive and understand words of discernment. You're going to receive instruction. That means discipline of wisdom. You're going to receive all of these things, justice, judgment. That is righteousness. What's right and what's wrong? There are some absolutes, and those absolutes do not change because culture votes on it or culture says it. Judgment, proper discernment, equity that I just mentioned, to give prudence, wisdom, discernment to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, knowing when to do something, when not. A wise man, those of us who desire to be wise, we will hear and increase learning, but a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. That is, you will begin to walk with those who are wise and not those who are foolish. I've said it 1,000 times probably in my lifetime. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Whoever it is that you run with, whoever it is that you hang with, Pretty soon, you're going to be just like them, or else you would do something different. This is why God says, do not listen and walk and stand and sit with those who are away from God, because pretty soon you will be. Verse 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise any kind of disciplinary action or accountability. 
Notice what verse 7 says. Now, a lot of people don't know this verse is even in the Bible. The fear of the Lord, Yerah, 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 sometimes it is used. This Yerah is the word for knowledge. Yes, the fear of the Lord. What is fear? Fear is reverential respect. It is giving God his rightful place. You see, when we say we fear God, we are putting him on the throne as God in our lives. To fear God is to give him his rightful place. He is God. He is master. He is Lord. He is creator. He is savior. He is redeemer. He is the one who calls the shots. He's the great sovereign. When we give God his rightful place, that is the beginning of true knowledge. Now, let me just say to you that any worldview, the way you look at life, if it is not based firmly in the word of God and the knowledge of God, to the degree that you leave God out of your worldview will be the degree to which you have a lack of true knowledge and you will have a skewed view of the world. You see, God balances everything. That's what the word shalom is. It's the word for balance, for harmony. And we only have true shalom when we know the true God and know what he says and obey him and live in discipline and in obedience to him. This is the way God works. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So what does that mean? That means if you're in an educational system, a schooling format, that leaves God out of the center of everything and your entire worldview, whether that be science, whether that be mathematics, whether that be politics, whether that be psychology, sociology, whatever it is that you're studying, if God is not the center of that, you're going to have a skewed view of reality and you're not going to reach the proper conclusions. Why? Because you're not starting with a proper premise. Now, I know this sounds philosophical, but if you are a philosophia, a lover of wisdom, if you are a true philosopher and you're going to reach the right conclusions, you have to start with the right premise. And that is the knowledge of who God is, that he is the creator and the sustainer of all of life. This is where true wisdom comes from. This is why our government schools, having kicked God out of the knowledge base to where he cannot be considered as the creator, as the true creator, as the only creator and sustainer of life. When you veer from that, you will always be discipling children in the way of the world because those thought processes are antagonistic toward God. They cannot live within the same universe. You will cleave to one and abhor the other or vice versa. The way that you bring children up, the way that we learn truly what wisdom is, is by starting with the premise that God is the creator and the sustainer of all of life and that the Bible is true without any mixture of error and that it is the final authority to which we appeal in life, not just for religious things, but also not just for faith things, but also not just for those things that have to do with the supernatural. 
But with this earth, with science, with math, with relationships, with religion, with anything, God is the center. That is true wisdom. And that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. So this is why when we look at tomorrow's podcast, we're going to find out that we don't need to lean to our own understanding, but in all ways acknowledge God. And then we have purpose and direction in our life. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.